Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. I'm your host, the fairy coin mother, Sinquanta Cox-Smith of www.sinquantacoxsmith.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Testing, testing, mic check, one, two, three. I remember growing up, I thought that was like the funniest thing ever because my dad was a musician and (laughs) I just thought like every time we went someplace and there was a chance to test a mic, I'd be like, testing, testing, one, two, three. Mic check, mic check, one, two, three. Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, season seven, episode seven. Seven, seven. (laughs) Y'all go play that number in the lottery. Not only is it season seven, episode seven, but it's 7 a.m. I'm just playing. (laughs) Today, we are going to talk about the three T's. T Public, Threadless, and Teespring, now known as Spring. But we're gonna talk about these three print-on-demand sites. We're gonna learn about how much money I've made, kind of what I've purchased, what are the things that I'm selling over there, what methods have have worked best for me so far. I don't yet know what our <laughs> Q Money Bag Style of the Week subject will be yet. I'm kind of going through my list and nothing is really jumping out at me. Hopefully by the end of this episode, I'll have something enlightening to share. But you know, if I don't, that's okay as well. We don't always have it together. And this is just proof that no matter how much I plan, some things are just out of my control, beyond my control, even though I try to control as much as I can when it comes to my work. But sometimes that just does not happen. Before we get into this episode, I wanna go ahead and celebrate with you all because by the time you hear this episode, I will have surpassed 9,000 subscribers on YouTube and that is because of you all. That is because of the ones who are watching on YouTube, who are commenting on the videos, who are finding the information useful and telling people about it. And it's also for you guys who are tuning in every single week, whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. I just wanna say thank you. If you guys have been listening to my voice and you wanna put a face to uh, these shenanigans that I do have going on every Friday, go over on to my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com backslash smileyquanta, or you can just look me up by my full name, Sinquanta Cox Smith, and indulge in all of the content that I've uploaded on YouTube. Actually, this year I'll be celebrating 14 years on YouTube. Um, I'm not gonna say that's 14 successful years on YouTube, but I have been on YouTube for 14 years. I think I probably uploaded my first video that long ago and I had no clue what the platform would be like for me today. I did not know that I would be able to make this type of income. I didn't know I would be able to make this type of impact. It has definitely grown and I've grown with it. I'm not an expert on YouTube. I just know what has worked for me. And again, I'm just thankful that you guys are, you know, here and sharing in all these success with me. And I can't wait to hear your success story because I'm sure there's so many out there. I love getting your messages and telling me I created my first journal, it's live, thanks to you. I use this technique, I'm making extra income. So that is definitely what 
I am here for. I'm here to share any information that I can that I've learned to help you guys gain extra income, increase the income you already have, and create a business or a legacy or just something for your family. I know times have been definitely super hard with the pandemic and COVID and people losing jobs, people not paying enough. The going rate for jobs is super low and I really feel that that needs to change. If I ever needed to go back into a workforce at this point, I ain't going for less than $20. To me, it makes no sense. I feel it's super hard for anyone to be living off of $11 an hour, especially if you have kids, a car payment, rent, and all of that things. Hopefully things in life will continue to change. Go vote whenever you have a chance to do your local elections. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure you are up to date on Congress bills and, and things like that. I don't wanna force my views onto anyone, but do your part. If there's something that you see in your community lacking in your child's school, just anywhere that you can make a change and make a difference, be that voice for someone who is voiceless. But you know what time it is. It's time for our rapid fire questions of the day. Our first rapid fire question is, what moment in time would you like to do over again? And without a doubt, I would definitely do my honeymoon over again. I don't know. I don't share too much about <laughs> my marriage, but me and my husband got married at the ages of 19. He was 20 and we got married at that age. We were both in the military at the time and we had a honeymoon in Niagara Falls, Canada, which was amazing. We definitely did the maids, mist of the seas, maids of the seas. It, it's a boat ride that you ride down by the falls and you put on like these little raincoat things. We went to SeaWorld in Canada, in Niagara Falls. We stayed at an amazing hotel. We were eating at a restaurant where we did not understand half of the things on the menu. I think that was probably one of our first real um, fine dining experience at that age. We went to the casino. It was really an amazing honeymoon. And I understand that, you know, at that age, you would probably be like, how did you go to Niagara Falls for your honeymoon? We didn't have any responsibilities. We had nothing but time and money. I would definitely redo our honeymoon in Niagara Falls. It was such a highlight of, you know, we're young, we're doing this, and it was just very empowering to be able to, you know, with your husband that you just married that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. That was definitely a moment that I would do over and over again. The next rapper fire question is, what subject in school were you not good at? Obviously, I love money, but I hate math. Math is not a friend of mine. <laughs> Only when it comes to counting my coins, that's when math comes into play and I'm a star student, A+. So math and me did not get along. I don't know if I just, it's, it's all the work that you have to do to get the answer. <laughs> like, why does math have to be so complicated? And then nowadays, math is in science, math is in history, math is in so many different variations. At the same time, even though I hated math, math shows up in my life 
every single day when I got to balance a checkbook, when I got to check my funds and make sure my money is correct when we're doing taxes and things like that. And even my first job was at a grocery store. I had to be somewhat good at math when it came to ringing up groceries and giving people their correct change back. But that was my experience and I did not like math. I still don't like math. Don't give me any equations <laughs> because I probably won't remember how to get to the solution. And I would say my second least favorite was Spanish. Um, Till this day, the things that I would con consistently say is hola, como esta, muy bien, gracias, buenas noches, <laughs> el baño, de donde eres, me llama, Mm, cinquanta. I think that's about as much as I can remember. I don't know if I can remember the months of the year, so I don't know if I can remember the days of the week, but that's probably as much Spanish as you're going to get out of me. And it's so funny because of my name, I have been <laughs> asked or people have assumed numerous times that I was Spanish. Maybe I should have taken the time and actually learned Spanish. Those are the rapid fire questions of the day. If you guys wanna join in and send me your answers, I'll leave the answers on the video. Feel free to do that as well. We are going to get into our three T's and today I'm going to start with T public. If you guys do see me looking down, it's because I have all of my notes so I make sure that I don't skip over anything and that I have made sure that I covered as much as I can. This video should not be that long, but I do get long-winded, you never know. But as far as Tee Public, so far I've made about $200 roughly. I've sold a lot of t-shirts, I've sold a lot of stickers, crew necks, long sleeve, and pins. And with that, I believe the most I've made on Tee Public from one single product is about $8, and that's from a hoodie. So they do have their standard set prices of how much you can make. A lot of times I get emails and saying I've sold something, it's about $4, $2, $6, $7. That is kind of pretty much how the pay scale works on TeePublic. They send your funds around the 15th of every month and one of the only things I've ever purchased for myself from Tee Public is a sticker. And the sticker was really good quality. If you guys wanna look back into how to start a print-on-demand business video series, you'll see me showing you how to upload on Tee Public, how to create an account, and basically the review of the sticker. With Tee Public, I pretty much only use the site part-time. And going into next year, what I really wanna do is on the sites that I've been focusing part-time work on, I really wanna go in and do it full-time. What that means is I'll probably show up less in other areas and build a better catalog on my print-on-demand sites, especially the ones that have made me money. That means it's worth my time to go ahead and continue to invest in it and increase the amount of designs that I have on there. T Public is a print-on-demand website. I find that graphics do really well on that site. Some of like my Cardi B stuff, my Money Mitch items, and things like that that I've redrawn are like are items that I've created myself do really well, but I do feel that it has potential for any really amazing or outstanding typography to sell on that website. That's kind of pretty much, 
I think I started on TeePublic somewhere around 2018, 2019. I think making $200 for part-time work, when I say part-time work, I probably have my top 30 designs on there. This is not something that I consistently upload on every month with new designs. It's kind of been my same designs that I've been using with Coins and Connections for the longest. There's nothing like updated, there's no new designs, anything like that. But when I decide to do full-time, there will be new designs. There'll be more research in it. And I'm definitely going to make sure I create more graphic type designs to sell on the website. Another tip that I always tell people is when you go to that homepage, they kind of pretty much show you what's selling on the website. You can get a feel of the type of designs that people are looking for by what you see on their homepage. And then you can take your niche and create more items just like that. We're gonna talk about Teespring, which is now known as Spring. I joined Teespring around 2016. I was using it to purchase samples of shirts for my coins and connections business now i don't know if this was kind of backwards but even though i had printful i would order shirts from teespring to get samples at that moment i don't know if it was because maybe it was cheaper than to buy it on printful I'm not sure, but that is kind of the route I was going. Again, it probably was a huge mistake to do it that way because the quality of Teespring probably did not match Printful. I was probably giving my customers false hope of the quality of my shirts. But again, we all make mistakes. And after I realized that I could get the samples and things that I needed from Printful, that's the route that I continue to take. With Teespring, again, another website that I've only uploaded on part-time, I did have a store with a friend of mine that we created products for our hometown overall we made about four hundred and five dollars now note that this is when we were pushing customers to the site we were posting on Facebook we were sending emails we were posting on Instagram we were reposting our customers and we curated items and products that embodied our hometown the language the culture it was easy to sell these products to that type of audience teespring i have three different stores one being the hometown store that i created with my friend gabby my coins and connection store and i think i have my dear military spouse store up there that eventually i'll start to upload on more also with Teespring, they do have some integrations. You can have the Instagram shop through your Teespring. Of course, you can have the YouTube shelf. I think that's once you hit 10,000 subscribers. Twitch link tree, you can link it in your link tree. Also on Discord. They do offer the uh, pixels. You can get the traffic for your ads. They have discounts that you can do, promos, and they have the ability to do messaging to your customers as well, which is a little step above some of these other websites. Not every single one of these websites, you have the ability to run your own sale or to message the customers once they purchase or to have a conversation with them. Last but not least, Threadless. I love this website, but I have yet to be able to break the code on making a sale on the website. And that's probably because I don't truly understand how the website works, what people are purchasing, how they're finding the products. I think once I sit down and do a little bit more research and create better graphic designs for this site and target maybe a different community or make my designs better, I feel like I can go ahead and finally make a sale on Threadless. But so far, I've made no money. Some of the products that I have purchased off of Threadless is a hoodie, a mask, a tote, a throw pillow. And again, this website is super huge 
on graphics. It reminds me so much of T Public as well. They have their homepage that are full of amazing graphics, and you can just see the artists. You can see the time that they put into their designs to create something amazing. And you can tell that these people are creating products for a certain audience. They're probably designing well. Once I decide to go full-time with my print-on-demand businesses next year, I feel very confident about making a sale on Threadless. And definitely when that happens, I'll make sure I come back to you guys. If you are on Threadless and you're thriving, please hit me up and let me know some of the things or tips that you found that has worked well for you that I can look into these things and I can do a little bit more research and I can come back to you guys and let you know what has worked for me. That is our three T's today, T Public, Teespring, and Threadless. I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit more information about these three print-on-demand sites. This segment is called Q Money Bags, Thought of the Week. I think I've come up with a topic for our Q Money Bag Start of the Week. And this is a situation that I've recently found myself in. And I'm not going to say it's all my fault, but it is a part of believing in yourself and having the confidence to run your business. I have struggled with pricing for a very long time, always feeling like I needed to be affordable because I remember where I was when I first started my print on demand business or just kind of fumbling my way into being an entrepreneur. And I wanted to make sure that the people who I was serving were able to afford what I was providing. I would always pretty much undercut myself and I would work too hard and not make enough money. In return, it would, you know, stifle me because yet I'm making the money, but I wasn't making enough money to cover the expenses or even see a return on my investment. Recently, I've went through like a few of my Etsy stores and I've doubled my price. I've changed my price. And with that, I've seen still really steady sales. And that kind of pretty much let me know that I was undercutting myself and the people that I wanted to serve, that they were buy what they wanted, no matter the price, because they were passionate about the product or the niche and whatever they want, basically they'll pay for. That just goes to show that I've always said this, people know what they want and they're gonna pay for what they want. But I was trying to appease to a community who might be struggling, just like me knowing that I couldn't afford maybe a $500 course or I couldn't afford maybe a $50 t-shirt or a hoodie, anything like that. I wanted to make the price affordable. But at the same time, if you start off at a higher tier and you present your products in the confidence that you exude in yourself as a luxury brand or a brand that provides A1 customer service or that you provide great quality products, you'll never have to second guess yourself when it comes to pricing. And I feel like I'm really late at learning this. Even though I've known it, I've always been scared to just push that envelope and raise the price. And my accountability partner is amazing at this because she's taking her course from like $997 to now like charging $5,000. But again, the quality, the consistency, and what she provides to her students is top 
care. That just goes to show that once you know your audience, once you find your worth, you gain that confidence, you have no issues with putting the price tag on what the work that you do is worth. I wanna just encourage anyone who is just like me, who wanna be helping a homie on the block, helping the struggling mother to afford your products, note that that might not be your audience and you need to charge your worth and you need to make sure that you're charging whatever you need to charge to make your money back, to live comfortably, to not stress out because that's what I found when I started doing wholesale, I realized I wasn't charging enough. Therefore, what happened was I wasn't making my money back. I was basically getting the money for the products and purchasing the products with the money. And when it was all said and done, I either lost out on income or I didn't make any at all. This is your sign to charge your worth, to up your prices and what you create, the atmosphere you create and what you're selling. This also goes to anyone who may have a brick and mortar business charge what you need to charge. I know supplies are not cheap. And this also goes to anyone in life in general. Someone wants something from you, they should have the money to afford it. Don't go back on your prices. Don't negotiate if it's not worth it for you and go be great. I do believe in all of you. I want everyone to be super careful this holiday season. The scammers are out there. I got an email from Tyler Perry at gmail.com. <laughs> so, you know, the scammers are out there. I do want you guys to be careful with people creating large bulk orders and, you know, disputing them with their banks and things like that. If it doesn't feel right, cancel the order watch your back, shut down your business mid-December. They ain't gonna get that package by Christmas. Let it go, take a break, rest, relax, and enjoy your holiday vacation, y'all. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and my freestyle Q Money Bag Start of the Week. I hope it inspires you like you all have inspired me to keep going and keep showing up every week. I love what I do and I love that you are here with me. So until next time. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the Coins and Connections podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and join the conversation over on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag Coins and Connections. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Cinquanta Cox Smith and at Coins and Connections. You can shop all merch at www.coinsandconnections.com. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.